Oh, hey, love. Andy Murphy, hostess of your Cosmic Mama podcast. And before we jump into episode number 47, well, we have to address the fucking season. Because it is Dia de los Muertos. It is this time where the veils are very thin. And whether you're celebrating a Samhain, whether you're celebrating All Saints or All Souls Day, well, yeah, this time of year is pretty alive. And I want you to remember this aliveness isn't just contained right here. It's easier, it's more accessible right now, but the juiciness of this portal is always yours. To remember that spirit is alive, to remember that death is just an illusion, to remember at a very cellular and experiential level, our access to all of these realms is always here. The continuum of love that we participate in, oh goodness, it's so good. I hope you can feel it, and I hope that however you are choosing to age right now, you're doing it consciously, you're doing it thoughtfully, and lighting candles for the ancestors, and allowing this to be a place of your evolution, honoring those who came before us, the wounds that they left us, and the ways that they paved the path. All of it matters. And we shouldn't bemoan or belittle them, because their consciousness wasn't as evolved as yours. I know my grandma never talked truth. Oh, goodness, no. We kept those things quiet. So celebrate just how far we've come, that we are now in an era where it's safe to sit in our fucking sovereignty, to speak our truth, to address things that have never been addressed. And can we also celebrate? Holy Jesus, it's safe for us to do this right now. It's safe for us to have a conversation about spiritual matters that in other lifetimes we would have been burnt at the stake for. Wow, how far we've come, honey. This season, it's rich with opportunities for you to remember the light that you are. And hey, hey, we're going to be doing inner space. We're going to be starting November and going through December if you want to do the live experience. And inner space, essentially, four-week module on embodying your divine child, on bringing back the joy and the awe and the wonder that you are, and of anchoring to your spirit through this season where things can get a little hectic on the outside. Inner space, all eyes look in. And you commit to more joy as we go through the next season. I'll share more about that later. But hey, episode number 47. I am delighted to introduce you to Loren Nielsen. Loren does a modality called Body Code. Have you heard of it? I love the body code, and especially as we're talking about this place of ancestral healing. Because the body code, as Loren explains it, is essentially a map of your unconscious. Where are you blocked? Where are you stuck? What needs to be moved so that your body can naturally heal itself? This is what it's designed to do. And yet there are things that fuck with us that aren't ours. Hello, ancestral healing. Through the body code, Loren and other practitioners are able to find the things that are fucking with you, that are blocking you, that are not yours. Sometimes they're left by the ancestors. Sometimes they're going on unconsciously in society and need to be cleared. So we're going to talk about some weird shit. We'll talk cord cutting, entities, miasms, and how to remove broadcast messages? Do you know that your energetic body is sometimes screaming messages that are in direct contrast to the reality that you want? Body code does. Can show you where to clear it. 
And we're not only going to go into these spaces of weird and woo. I want to make sure that you recognize body code is ridiculously practical. It takes no belief in order for it to work. And you'll also hear how Loren found her path through finding body code. Isn't that the coolest? It's not always uh, this long, arduous path to remember your gifts. Nope, sometimes it's that one key that's right in front of you. And I'll say this of body code. I don't think anything can save the world. But if anything can, it might be this modality. So we'll hear inside from Loren and also hear how this is really helpful for families and for partners, for any types of trauma that you don't necessarily want to relive in order to clear it. Oh, honey, it's just so good. And of course, we'll talk the C word too. You know what that new C word is, right? I think so. Okay, I'm done fucking talking because I've done that a lot. Ready to do this? I think it's time to light those and fires from within. Light a candle, light a bowl, light a joint. And allow this to be an opportunity to move out of whatever your everyday might be, to soak in the sacred with us, keeping your soul warm, and giving you full permission to be you in all the ways that feel right and good right now. I'll see you inside, honey. And it's funny. Hi, y'all. I always want to open with sacred space first, and not only for our guest who I'll be introducing in a second, but I think for myself as well. Um, yeah, not everything's about you. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, but we're just going to uh, begin here a little bit. We're sitting here on this Libra new moon and recognizing these energies are pretty sweet and supportive today. And I hope that however you're receiving this, feel it too. And allowing your breath to deepen. Allowing your to-do list to dissolve. Thanking yourself for giving yourself a moment into your sacred. Ah, to refill from your pool of truth. To align with the divinity as it always exists within you. And breathing even deeper into the belly now. To relax without efforting. Loren here. Um, Loren Nielsen, who is a body code practitioner. She is a priestess in the mysteries. 
and I'll let her share a little bit more, but uh, body code is something that I have worked with and loved for a long time. My sassy way of talking about body code is it's the easiest, most passive shadow work you could ever do. Uh, and I think that's even dismissing the power of that modality. But Lauren, hey. Hi. How, How are, are you doing? Well, I think we're a lot better now. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, so as I've been sitting in the juiciness of being able to pick your brain and sit here with you, would you start by just explaining uh, the basics of what body code is, and then we can kind of dive in a little bit more. The body code is an energy healing modality that is based in intention and working with the subconscious mind. If you enter into a therapist's office or a psychologist's office, they know that the root of all of your issues in this lifetime, if you're experiencing problems in your life, there are things rooted in the subconscious. And what the body code does is gently and effectively and efficiently delve into your subconscious mind, locate those issues, those problems, those vibrations that exist there, and help you to release them. And I tell all of my clients this, that yes, I use the word release and clear, but I really don't feel like it's exactly that. I feel like it's much more like we find that vibration and through the power of love and intention and gratitude, we raise that vibration. It's like taking a credit card and running a magnet down the credit card strip. I didn't put anything on that credit card and I didn't take anything off of it, but the information that is there is now different. Through the intention, as we run our magnet down that strip, that information changes. And my intention, whenever I work with the body code and how I was trained to work with the body code, is that we use love and we use the power of that frequency to raise these vibrations, to raise these negative emotional energies, which are ultimately frequency, because if you've followed physics at all, it's all energy, right? Everything is energy. And so turning on the frequency of love and using that in our intention as we do this, this work together, that's how we get there. I'm going to give two things that I enjoy about body code that are totally different. And one of those things is muscle testing. So you guys kind of navigate through where the blocks are through muscle testing, which is uh, not a modality that I'm familiar with. But then there's also this physical use of the magnet. So when you said magnetic stripe, I think I want everyone to understand here, body code uh, can be done in person or can be done long distance. You're going to work with a practitioner like Loren, who will help you navigate to where these blocks are in order to release uh, whatever is pulling you down so the true frequency of your divinity can be raised. Uh, she's going to navigate that through the use of uh, muscle testing, which I can't do it all. Um, and then through the use of the magnets, if you're in person, she'll do it on you. If you're long distance, she'll do it on herself. But the magnets aren't necessary. So it's so body code is not necessarily a magnetic therapy. Is that right? Right. So um, the, what I was taught through the body code, because like I'm, I've been doing this for a while and I feel like when I fell into it, it was just, well, duh, this is what you're here for. So the magnets in the body code, they are used to essentially magnify your intention. All of the work is intention, right? When we use the magnet, we are running the magnet down our governing meridian, which starts under your nose and goes up your center line and back down your head down to your tailbone, down your spine to your tailbone. 
And essentially that's your energy highway that all your other energy highways intersect, right? They come across that meridian at some point. So as we as we use the magnet to magnify our intention to clear this low frequency or release this low frequency or raise it, we're sending that intention down our governing meridian, which therefore spreads out to our entire energy body. That's why we're using the magnet. It's a it's a tool to just magnify our intention, which it's not necessary, but then I don't have to think so hard. <laughs> I'm the tool. We're the tool. The human is the tool, right? And that is all I am in this, um, in this modality. Like I tell my clients to use the tools you have. I am one of your tools. I am one of your tools. So yes, of course, we all have to do our own work, but also we have to utilize the tools available to us. And if it's available to you, why wouldn't you make use of it? Oh, because we forget. Fuck, do you know when I'm in my shit? I don't ever remember how to use a damn tool. I don't ever well, remember that I have tools. Of um, course. It's it's course. cute, isn't it? The humaning mm-hmm. experience. As you talk about body code, and as you and I have personally talked about body code, it feels very similar to me like shamanism. Shamanism, it's the intention that drives everything. And we want to remove the blocks so that the true light and divinity and fullest frequency of this being can radiate through. So can you talk to me maybe about um, your journey to the body code? Because I think it was through like a shamanic portal that you got here, if I recall. So um, I don't know if I've told you this story, but when my- I hope not. My mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she walked through that journey to the end um, and she passed away in 2012. But she is really the person that um, exposed me to alternative health, alternative therapies. And when she passed away, she left this big stack of books of alternative cancer research and resources. I mean, at the time, of course, it was so painful and I couldn't even bear to look at them, but I knew that I needed to keep them. Uh, My husband's like, these just make you sad. Like, let's throw them away. And I'm like, no, I need them. I don't know why I need them, but I think I'll need them. And so we put them in a box and put them downstairs. And um, five or six years later, um, just after my dad had passed away, a friend of mine contacted me and said, you know, my sister has found, we think a lump and, you know, where do I even start? Like, where do I start researching? She does not want to go down the traditional path. Like, what do I do? I'm like, I gotcha. I gotcha. I've got books. I'll just go send you some pictures. So I went downstairs and I rummaged around, found the um, box of books and was, you know, sending pictures away and come to the very last book in the pile and it was the emotion code book. Can we give the name of the emotion code book, which is, uh, it's Dr. Bradley. Bradley Nelson. Okay. Thank you. It, the spine had never been opened. Like it was brand new. And I read the jacket and I'm like, Ooh, this is interesting. So I took it upstairs and I don't know, maybe 10 pages in. And it was like a lightning bolt hit me. And I'm like, Holy fuck. This is what I'm here for. It was, wow. it was that moment. Like, it was like, this is my purpose. This is why I'm here. And so then I continue reading it. And if you look into the the modality of the body code, 
It can seem very superficial, very surfacy. Do not let that fool you. <laughs> well, and can you explain just for a second too, because anytime that, uh, thanks, there's a body code and there's an emotion code. And so I think I just want everybody to understand what the difference is here, uh, because most practitioners will do both, not one or the other. Is that right? Most will. Some people, like the, the emotion code is simply a like cornerstone foundational part of the body code. The body code is simply a more comprehensive map. And that's really what it is. It's a map to muscle test on. It allows the subconscious a mode of communication. Oh my God, a bird just hit the window. <laughs> that's so weird. Speaking of modes of communication. Hello. Hey. It, it, it really does. The body code uh, like just gives the subconscious uh, a way to communicate with you. It's really comprehensive. This is a really well-built system. So back to my story, when I found this and I read this and I'm going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's exactly my normal mode of operation. I jump in. <laughs> totally. So I'm like, okay, I have got to find somebody that I can do this work on me and find out whether or not this is too good to be true because it seems too good to be true. <laughs> so I looked up practitioners in my area and found one in Calgary, which was about two hours away, which is really, I live in Alberta, so that's nothing. So I went to this practitioner. I actually called her or she called me back. I don't know. However, I got in touch with this practitioner and she was also shaman and had been shaman before encountering the body code. And so I basically, I went to her with this, like, can I do this? Is this like, does it actually work? Is this like too good to be true? And her words to me were, my husband and I have over 25 years of energy work experience. He's a medicine man. I'm a shaman. I've trained with the elders in Peru. Her husband had trained with native elders in Canada. And she's like, we encountered and bought the body code to break it to find its weaknesses, to find out whether or not this was integral. And she's like, we've tried everything we can think of. It, it holds up. Hmm. And that's really what I found with the body code is the body code will meet you wherever you meet it. You want to meet it on the surface? You want to meet it with your, your sprained knee? It'll meet you there and it'll help you there. If you want to meet it in the dark night of your soul, it will meet you there too. Wow. Because it's a form of communication then. Is that essentially what you're saying? It is. It's a map. It's a, it gives your subconscious a voice through the muscle testing. So basically, essentially what the body code is, is just a mind map. It's a mind map of all these different pages and options for your subconscious to pick. And through through your muscle tester, through your practitioner, who is muscle testing these and asking, is it over here? Is it over there? To this, we just follow the rabbit hole and we delve into the subconscious and we find out where the problem is and we find out what the underlying energy of that problem is. So the body code is really the access points and it gives you all of these different access points. It gives you access points of all your, your physical body, your energy body, 
Um, it gives you access points of like the energy stuff that's going on, be it mental stuff, memory, you know, outside energetic things like entities, because those can be very problematic. Uh, I want to stop you right there because uh, this is what I wanted to make sure we covered today is a couple of things. First, I want to know, uh, yeah, we'll get back to entities. Hold up, y'all. First, we want to know, were you any type of a healer or practitioner before, or once you found body code, this has opened up everything for you? Is that right? Let's, let's put it this way. I had been searching my whole life. Mm. The body code really was my awakening or the beginning of my awakening, truly, because I don't really think I was awake until I met you, Andy, but, um, fucking whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Cute. (laughs) You hear those loud cackles right there? That's when I hurt you y'all's ears. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) No, the, the body code really woke me up or, 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 brought into awareness the idea of that everything is energy and then in turn that was just its own fuck yeah everything right it's it's everything it's everything and then once you're aware of it good god you can't unsee that shit you just can't unsee it and like i did spend a good deal of time when i started this trying to help fix everyone because you can see once you're aware of what these energies look and feel like then they're everywhere (laughs) So that was a, that was my own journey with the body code of, of beginning to heal that wounded healer wound, Ooh. wanting to help and wanting to fix and, and addressing my own codependency because that's been a ride. <laughs> I don't know anyone who isn't though, Lauren, like I, of course it's the human experience, either right? codependent or healing it. I haven't met anyone who uh, isn't. So no, to answer your question, no, I wasn't anything. I didn't even, I didn't even believe that I was intuitive because I really held this belief that intuition was a gift and either, either you were born with it or you weren't. And that, that was completely inaccurate. I had to put that idea right out of my head because that's a muscle baby. (laughs) You don't use it, you lose it, period. So if you start to use it, guess what? You get stronger. Yours is real good. Your your intuition muscle sister is real fucking good. Well, it's taken me a long time to um and hold on. Let's not say that long because I want uh I want our lovely divine little stardust who's listening today. I didn't mean little diminutively, but I love you guys. I want everyone to be able to hear in your story that this is not a super long lifelong journey. That there are pieces and there are keys that always are coming up and when you find a thing you're like holy fuck, I think I just found it. Um, So you trusting your intuition, trusting it more and more may have taken years, but um, really when you found this holy grail of healing, everything began to align. And um, I think it's one, it's certainly one of my most favorite healing modalities to receive. There's no question about that. Um, we're going to get back to this entity piece, but I want to get there by way of, Hey, if I'm getting body code, what can I expect? And I can experience. So we're going to sit down with Lorraine or another body code practitioner. Uh, I want to make sure that I also reference here, my first body code practitioner who is Leslie Herbal at Herbal Healing in Denver. Um, and Herbal, it's kind of funny. Like, it sounds like it's weed. It's not weed. She might have some CBD stuff. But uh, Leslie is the one who I have worked with for a long time doing this until I got to Lorraine. 
So when you're going to go in for a session, uh, you might prepare by having a list of things that you want to address, but you don't have to because your body knows what the fuck is up and what needs to be done. Um, you'll sit down with a practitioner. The practitioner will begin asking questions of your body or of your subconscious using muscle testing. And they have a little uh, screen in front of them that is the computer of the map of the body code. And I want you to just share some of these because there are certainly patterns that I come into all the time. And they're fucking weird uh, because not all of them are, um, hey, your liver needs some attention. So would you talk to me about some of like the uh, weirder ones that are in there so that we can share that and we'll get our way to this uh, entity talk, please? Sure. I'm just going to pull it up in front of me. Oh, totally pull it up. Uh, and I'll say in this way, I remember I went in with whatever is the one that's like a psychic disturbance or uh, something that is like rotating in my field, something that is blocking energy in my field. And as soon as she said it, everything in my body, uh, this was before I got to Loren, this was with Leslie. As soon as she said, whatever the psychic interference thing was, um, I knew in my body, I said, would you ask my body if it came from watching Handmaid's Tale? And she said, oh, yep, absolutely it did. Um, so this is not the psychic interference. This one, do you remember what that one might be called instead? Um, okay. So what comes to mind is called a, uh, a, um, oh my God, blanking my brain. Hang on. No, nope, totally. Post-hypnotic okay. suggestion. Post-hypnotic suggestion. That is exactly it. So I knew as soon as this was identified in my body, I'm like, motherfucker, it got in here from watching Handmaid's Tale. My body said Yes. And then I asked for it not only to be cleared, but how can I watch The Handmaid's Tale without this happening again? So um, I do love that there is such, uh, and in that way, it is a dance between practitioner and client. There is this, um, and sometimes your body will say, you don't need to know. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, excuse me. Thanks. Yeah, a lot of times it'll say like, we. It, it, it's enough to identify it. A lot of times the body's like, it doesn't matter where this originated. doesn't matter where it came from. The fact that you've um, brought it into awareness is enough. Now I can let it go. Oh, that's often, Oftentimes that's a lot of what's happening is simply bringing these energies and these underlying root causes up to the surface and that's enough sometimes the body needs for you to or the subconscious mind needs for you to know that this was something from childhood maybe it was like age two or age five or whatever um but oftentimes just bringing it into awareness is enough for us to shift that energy i want to pause right there because i want everyone to hear this because this is the trick of any healing, your awareness, your willingness to look at it, your willingness to hear however deep the pain or avoidance is, bringing it into awareness brings it back into the field of love so it's not left alone and left in shadow. And that's where, um, yeah, I, I thanks, Lauren. That's so good. And also bringing it into awareness gives you the opportunity to choose. Oh, snap. Okay, it's on. no longer subconscious. It's no longer out of your control. When we bring it into awareness, we can go, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is again. Oh, shit. That's it again. And then we have the opportunity to choose. I often tell my clients the point of or, or my intention with a, with a session is always to give you a period of grace 
instead of the event or the circumstance happening and you have a reaction immediately, to give you this space of emotional grace where you can look at that whole thing happening and, and, and have the opportunity to choose before you react. And in like, what I notice for my clients and myself when I do this work is it turns the emotional intensity down on everything, Ooh. on your experience. So it's not so emotionally gut-wrenching and intense and so much that you can't have that moment of, wait a minute, I know what this is. This is a trigger. I can choose what I'm going to do with this trigger. Am I going to react? And am I, am I going to like you know, verbally puke all over somebody because they activated one of my triggers? Or am I going to sit with this and get curious and find out why this is coming up for me now? It's so cool. Okay. I want to get back to some of those like weirder things in there because yeah, the post-hypnotic okay. suggestion, I don't know. Have y'all ever been to any type of a healing where that's a thing that would come up? <laughs> well, um, and like, I and can we just talk about post-hypnotic suggestions right now? Because without getting political or anything like that, we are living in a post-hypnotic suggestion right now. It is coming at us from every single direction, and I have, I have, of course, I've released post-hypnotic suggestions in my work before the last eighteen months. But in the last eighteen months, I almost release one every single session. Like it is incredible how much they have increased. Like that frequency is just, it's out there right now. And you can't go anywhere without being like coming into contact with it. So that one's important. And it is really an, uh, I mean, I can read you the description of it, but it is, it is, it is an, a suggestion coming from the outside, something outside of yourself that is impacting how you feel, how you react, how you think. It's it's very much an outside influence. And recognizing that those exist, I think is just where I want to like take a moment now. You can be doing your energy work. You can be doing your sovereignty work. You can be speaking your truths and setting your boundaries and clearing codependent. You can do all of these things. And yet within your energetic field, there are influences that are always coming at you. And if you work with a practitioner who finds one of these things, it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. It just no. means that the ones who are blaring this message are really fucking good at blaring messages, you jackasses. Uh, it doesn't mean that I have become susceptible or weak because I know I've had these things show up for myself and it does feel like uh, I thought I'd done better. And that's really not how these things work. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, sitting down in a, and this is again, this is right back to the beginning when we were talking about using your tools. You sitting down in a body code session is you doing the work. Mm. And we all have blind spots. We all, and it doesn't mean that you're not looking for the things and not doing the work. But for goodness sakes, use your tools. Awesome. Use your tools. And, and this has nothing to do with your practitioner. This has to do with you sitting down, showing up and being willing to clear the, clear the shit. Go. Uh, yeah. Because we also, there are parts of our ego that sometimes get addicted to the pain or like to be in the story of, 
I find new moons are really good to release some of those stories and recognize, but also in body code, the body code will find the story. I remember Leslie had found one in me one time where I didn't believe that I was worthy of making money because I thought that in order to have abundance, I had to take it from somebody else. What in the goodness? Like, that's not anything that I'm conscious of. And yet these unconscious beliefs as they run through your field. Go ahead, Lauren. I'll show Yeah. No, I, I, as you're saying that I'm, I'm bringing up um, some of the other, like they don't call it limiting beliefs in the body code, but this is exactly what it is. It's in the mental category. And there are five energies here. One is called the will to energy. So in our, in our um, human existence, we encounter moments when life is just really fucking hard. And we have moments of will to do something. And what that is depends on what came up, but it could be anything like be rescued or please others or avoid pain or avoid feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Because life can get fucking hard sometimes. And in that hardness, we have these moments and these, these moments can be really intense. And when those moments are really intense, we can sometimes trap that energy, even if it's just an instantaneous thought or feeling, and then they go away. So that's the will to. And then there's another one that's a no will to energy, which is similar, but maybe less intense. Like the will to energy is where, you know, you have that moment of like, right up to the intensity of, I don't want to live anymore. That's the will to energies. The no will to energies is like a little less work. intense. It's, mm, it's, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh God, I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, like this whole humaning shit is hard. <laughs> so that's no will. <laughs> exactly. And then we have the broadcast message, which is a really interesting um, message or uh, energy. And we, uh, I find lots of these because we all have them. But essentially, this is where like beliefs in your subconscious are being broadcast out subconsciously, like a radio tower, you're the radio tower, and the message is being sent out to all of those around you. So the um, subconsciouses of other people that you come into contact with can be influenced by this broadcast message. So those are really good to clear too, because they can really impact our experience. Um, another field, another one is memory fields. And this is, this was interesting to me that our, our memories carry energy and can carry negative energy. And those are important, pardon me, those are important to clear also. And then programming where we have these, this is really the limiting beliefs. Like a despair anchor is really a limiting belief, but your subconscious will take it on and, and seek to fulfill that belief that idea because that's what it is, right? It's a supercomputer. Your subconscious is like a supercomputer that will seek to verify or fulfill that direction, that belief that you're having and holding. So clearing those can really open and unlock blocks that were um, previously really hard to, to reach because it's sometimes it's difficult to find these and let then not only find them, but then like pin them down and say, okay, this, this is where the energy is. Um, and I want to acknowledge as well, Dr. Bradley Nelson, 
does not come from a shamanic background or necessarily a deeply spiritual background. So the languaging that is used in body code, um, as you're hearing some of these terms, you may feel it a different way. Um, it's all right. Uh, it's actually really quite good because again, we're recognizing what he calls like the mental field. We might call limiting beliefs. Uh, so just honoring that body code is a tool that you can use however and whoever you are because the intention of it is so clean and so fucking good it is um and dr bradley nelson is um not a spiritual person but a deeply religious person and um mm -hmm. i i have heard people in the past criticize the body code because it comes from this religious background but i also truly believe that it is a really beautiful thing that he has done here because he has made this entry into mm. this world of energy and uh, frequency so gentle and so beautiful and so accessible that any person of any religion, of any spiritual belief can meet it here. And not be turned off by the language, by the um, mm. what's what's present in the body code, and it is a very comprehensive system. Like, and I also want to acknowledge that yes, it's comprehensive. It's also a super clean modality. There are not beliefs that are put on this. There's not dogma that's put on this. None. There is not. Any like gateways to you being able to use or teach this? There are books, there are classes, there are practitioners, and all of them are operating from their own awe and joy at discovering, holy shit, this works so good. Um, exactly. And through and through, that's what I found with you guys is you can put whatever your beliefs and dogma or fit this in in that way, but the modality in and of itself very clean, very loving, and super effective. Yes, all of that. You know, it, like, again, I will say again, the body code will meet you where you are. Mm. Wherever you are, wherever you want it to meet you, it will meet you there. So don't, um, don't discount it for its simplicity. Because yes, it is simple. And it's very efficient. But it's also mm. incredibly powerful. Can we get into these entities? Where would they show up in that? Okay, so uh, map? in the yeah, in the energy um, um, department, I, I want to say <laughs> uh, a, there is a category called offensive. So in the offensive oh. category, we come across things like courting, because courting is inherently negative because it is unconscious, right? There is no, there is no consent in courting. It's there. It's, it's good things to clear. Um, we also come across curse energy. Whoa, he went there, huh? Okay. Yep. This is all recently yep. updated. I don't know how recent the update is, um, nope. but I can curse say that. In, like, yes, was there it? was a recent update, but curses were in the first body code that I experienced. Yeah. Come on. And, okay. and quite frankly, I was scared of this category for quite a while. Hmm. But just through the sheer practice of releasing these things and learning to protect myself, learning to keep my own energy to myself and, um, and really 
command my experience, the the scariness has has left the this department for me. But these are powerful energies. There is curse energy. There is courting. There is entities, which we will talk about because I I think that this is a really important time to talk about this. Um, there's post hypnotic suggestions again, super oh, important, and saboteur energy, which is also a really powerful thing. And that saboteur energy obviously can come from ourselves. It can come from an entity and it also can come from someone else. It can come from family. (coughs) Absolutely. And it can be generational. Yeah. I want to get into that, but uh, let's stay here with our entity talk for a minute of uh, where these things show up and taking away some of the stigma around it because Uh, Loren was the one who I reached out to. Um, I had some dark shit that was going on this summer. Hey, I think, you know, I need to do a depot every summer is about what it looks like in my reality, which is grand. Like I should just keep it on the calendar and remember I need to do this. And again, shamanically speaking, a depossession is going to be an energy or a frequency that is affecting your ability to access your divine and your light. Um, would you talk about entities to us in a uh, cleaned up version here too? Okay, so we, um, I think in this um, audience, you can understand that voice in your head, that egoic voice in your head, the loud one, that obnoxious roommate that you live with in your head. When that voice gets mean, when it gets really loud, when it starts to push you to feel or do or, and it's not even do, but just to feel really intensely negative. These, oftentimes, this is an entity behind that voice pushing. I, I, I tell my clients, it's like that, that negative influence behind your thoughts. When you go, God, like if you, if you actually take a moment to think about what your thoughts actually are, like if you observe how that voice is speaking to you, if you're going, God, I don't think that, I don't feel like that. But yet those thoughts are continually running through your brain. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that there's some entity um, work that needs to be cleared. Also, I have not found an addiction yet that doesn't come with its own set of entities behind it. Addiction in all of its forms I have found is a great, um, Mm. a great great food. It's the, it's that loosh, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a source of food. Exactly. It's an energetic source of food. And everyone that I have worked with who is uh, consciously working with addictions I have cleared off those entities and all of a sudden they're like, God, I feel so much lighter. Like it's like hope returns. Mm. Hmm. Also Um, children and bad dreams, man, entities, entities. And we don't necessarily even need to trace back who or what or where this entity came from. This is shamanic teaching. You going and looking for the source of darkness is only going to get you fucking dancing with the fleas. It doesn't matter. Don't do that. That's exactly it. None of this matters. It's your awareness, your power, your coming back into you that is the thing that changes everything here. Exactly. And 
can I just say, when you re when you release them, oftentimes you'll attract some more. Okay, great. That just shows us where we need to work. Hmm. It's just a signpost. It's just a way of of bringing into awareness another point we need to work on. That's all it is. And there is a proliferation of entities. So let's just acknowledge that without making it dark. My personal belief is if you put the word demon on it, woo, it's like you give it some extra ego and it's all excited. I yeah, instead of like call it in. An it's an energy that is anti evolution. It is an energy that is uh, got an agenda that is different than the agenda with which I live and align myself. Exactly. And I don't think that this is something I myself have never encountered any super negative. That's not true. I was in a, <laughs> yeah, let's not go. <laughs> that, that wasn't good, but I, like, exactly. So like, but most of the time people, we all carry these in one form or another. The amount of power that they have depends on our own experience. But most of the time, it is about commanding them to leave. And that is it. Coming back into power, it's enough. Exactly. Hmm. Um, can we talk, anything else you want to share about the entities? Or can I move on to another question now? Because it's kind of in the same field, I think. Just the amount of fear that is in our experience right now is the, like, feast for these entities. So recognize that if you're not able to control the amount of fear that is happening in your experience, maybe it might be a good idea to look up a practitioner. Mm. Anything that feels beyond our power, anything where we're like, I'm losing my shit. I don't even understand. I can't, I can't, I can't. So anything that disempowers us, it is a great idea to maybe consider getting a practitioner or a shaman who's got a different set of eyeballs on things. Exactly. Bring a new perspective, bring a new perspective in so that you can bring more to awareness and in doing so shift some of that frequency and it will, it will help. Again, it will turn down the emotional intensity of that experience, be it fear, be it shame, be it guilt, be it anger, whatever, whatever the emotion is, especially this modality, but really any energy healing, this is, we are all working in the same thing. It helps to turn that down so we can bring it into awareness so that we can, again, command our own experience. I had a friend who I was talking to the other day and... I've talked to her a lot uh, and I could hear it dancing everywhere. And the word was hysterical, hysterical. She's being hysterical. Um, I, as a woman, as a woman who has a degree in psychology and understood, like, I know what the fuck hysteria is and I know how it's been used against women, but this is the word that kept coming up. And so I looked up the definition. Okay. Is this truly hysterical how she's behaving? Nope. 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 Um, it's been a word that's been used to take away our power, but I called my girlfriend and I said, there seems to be this word that is dancing in your field that keeps getting my attention. It probably needs to be cleared. Exactly. So they happen like that. I had no fucking idea it happened like that, but it was a word so embodied in her field that like, even me as one of her besties wanted to use it against her. Yes. Fuck. Exactly. 
This is exactly bringing into awareness. And then what do you do about it? Because this is the thing. What do you do about it? Right? And this modality is just so, it is just so efficient. It's so elegant. It's so simple, but it works so well. It is. Can we talk about miasms? And I don't know how it's referred to in there, but uh, would you give a definition of miasm or I can, then we can talk about how it could show up for people. Um, I can give you the definition in the um, body code, but a miasm is um, the reverberation of a sickness, just like a sickness memory. However, it is inherited from an ancestor. So when your ancestors were unwell in, I like, he's really in, in this, he's really talking about a physical sickness, but I have like, I, I think that it goes deeper. I think it's any sickness, mentally sick, um, like mental illness, physical sickness, or just even sickness of spirit. I had syphilis at some point, like as a miasm that had come down. I'm like, ew, right? uh, did not manifest in my body physically. Let's just say that. Uh, so I get through a good body code work, but it would affect the way I feel about myself sexually and express myself sexually. Yeah, absolutely. And these miasms for a vibration like that to be as intense and to be passed down, it's, it's asking for you to clear your ancestral trauma. Like this is, this is the, your bloodline coming forward and saying, this is where we need you to work. So that's a really good segue into the inherited trapped emotions. Oh, look at you go. Yeah, yeah, please. Because um, I think that this is, I mean, there's a lot of favorite parts of my, of the body code that I have, but this is truly, this is so powerful. If you're struggling with ancestral trauma, you have inherited the vibration, the the emotional vibration of your ancestors. So let's just use myself as an example. I was born and inherited a tremendous amount of shame from both sides of my family. My mom's dad or granddad was Irish. So, I mean, that's just the experience of the Irish. They're very rooted in shame. <laughs> not to not to insult any Irish individuals on this that are listening, but oh my goodness. Like shame is just so deep. So I inherited a great deal from my mom, and then my dad also had this tremendous experience of shame, also. So they're coming, this this vibration is coming at me from both sides of my lineage. And then what that does is that as I view or experience the world, I'm looking at it through this lens and this vibration of shame. So of course I create more of it because that's how I'm experiencing the world. And when I first started to use the body code, when I first, like, I don't know, maybe my second session, my practitioner could really feel this like overjoy excitement that I had this head first sort of like, you know, train I was on. And she told me, we had this wonderful session. I cleared so much shame, like like almost the whole session was shame. She told me afterwards, she's like, okay, now I want you to embody the medicine of turtle. I want you to take this one step at a time, go slow, let this integrate. And at that time, I didn't really understand those words like integrate and ghost, like allow this to settle into your system. But so of course I went home and I don't know, maybe two days later, I was sitting with a friend. I was telling her all about it because I was so excited. And she's like, oh, well, do me, do me. <laughs> so I, I I'd worked on this woman. I only did maybe two or three releases, but there was a tremendous amount of 
affirmation in that because it was really spot on. It was just like so clear and, and it was exactly what she needed and all of this. So then of course I was so excited to tell my practitioner, my shaman that this had happened and it had worked so well. And she was like, now I told you, she's like, you're not going to like this, but I told you to go slow. You need time. You need to integrate your processing. Don't work on people. And in that moment, I was able to recognize that my old pattern, my old self before that session would have went, oh my God, that's right. I always do this. I never listen. I'm always jumping in. Like how, like maybe I can't do this. Like I can't even follow instructions. Like shame, 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 shame. Right. And in that moment, I recognized that I had a completely different experience. I read those words and I went, oh shit, you're right. I always jump in head first. I'll slow down. <laughs> Like it was completely different. It was completely different. It gave me the opportunity to choose a different path that wasn't dictated to me by my ancestry, by my lineage, by this lens that I had been trapped in from birth. It gave me the opportunity to shift. And that is what dealing with your ancestral trauma is like. It's it's like this release, this like you know, exit from a kind of purgatory even, you know? It's insane. And the other thing that you've done that I haven't experienced before, where you can tell me the number of instances and how many times this has come up. And I don't remember what it was that we did recently where there was like 400 and you're like, I've never seen it. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) There was a little hack that I picked up from another practitioner that, um, what I was taught with the body code was that we can only release one energy or frequency at a time. But then what this other practitioner did was ask for any other instances of this particular vibration. And to me, it's like, I see this like energetic fishnet that we just like toss out and we reel in all of these other instances of the same vibration. And it just sort of makes it more efficient, more powerful, more like we just really get to it. I try not to have any attachment to those numbers. They really are arbitrary. They're just sort of a metaphorical way of like measurement, right? And what I have noticed is that when those numbers are below 100, maybe it's an isolated incident. Maybe it's a maybe it's just a recent thing or maybe it was just a, an experience you had in the past that just hasn't quite cleared yet. But when we pass 100 instances, that indicates to me a pattern that's like that is rolling over in your life and that there's work to be done under that. God, I just want to celebrate you for this because what I wrote down as you were talking was it offers infinite healing. It offers healing beyond time and space. It really works with that in the Kashic field in order to get every instance. And it's not only clearing it up for you because all healing is not really just about you. It's also healed it heals your ancestors forward and backward. But this is the way that we participate in an Akashic reality, where if I have 800 instances, it's being cleared for me through all my ancestors and through everybody else on the Akashic field with whom I might touch. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about, um, the inherited portion, right? Okay, so when I when I was trained by the body code in 2017, we were trained that we could go down lineage, most most importantly, down lineage, because we can clear this. You showing up here gives your children, your biological children, the opportunity to not have to experience this in their lifetime. 
we can cut that tie. That doesn't mean that they don't have their own stuff to encounter and overcome and all of that, but we can take this little piece out. But we were taught that we could go directly up the genetic line. So we could go all the way back to the original individual who experienced this, trapped it, and then began to inherit it forward, push it forward down the lineage. But, and I felt this from, I don't know, maybe a couple, maybe a year into working, I felt that there was lateral movement on the genetic line also. But I didn't, I didn't intend that because I hadn't had confirmation. I mean, I sort of, I was sort of working there. And then in this last year, I was really, I really was working laterally also. But then um, maybe six months ago, I got body code confirmation that yes, we are seeing lateral movement also. So when I, when I go back and I find that original ancestor, I, when I work with the inherited stuff, I go down to our biological children and then I go up or like down the line as far as I can go. And then I go back to that original ancestor who generated that emotion. Then I follow that fractal of family tree down and it's like little, it's like little effervescent pops all the way down that family tree. Like a lot of times we're working 25, 35, 40 generations back. And if you start to figure out the numbers in that, that's like thousands and thousands of people who are instantaneously being um, relieved of this low vibration in their field. Like it's, we're healing the world, Andy. <laughs> yeah, no, that was kind of what I was writing down is <clears throat> when you receive a body code session, it's not just you who's receiving. This is clearing of a race. It is. And I mean, it's important not to get caught up in that because that can feel really big and overwhelming. Oh, you're going to heal everyone on the planet. Right? <laughs> How do we heal a collective? We heal ourselves. Yep. How do we heal a collective? We heal ourselves. So that's definitely like, it's so powerful. God damn. It's so powerful. <laughs> it's just like one of the, it's what fills my bucket. <laughs> well, and it's what clears your bucket too. <laughs> it's so, exactly. Mm -hmm. I have often, uh, thanks. I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear. They want to make sure I ask you about vows because vows have been coming up quite a bit to be cleared. Uh, I had a client yesterday and she had a vow of fealty in a past life to a king who is long dead that needed to be cleared. And I was like, well, isn't that the fucking weirdest? Uh, so I think in thinking of vows and contracts, I would never think of past life fealty to anyone. What the hell? So how does body code deal with vows? Okay. Um, they don't use that wording. And I will say that the one area in the way that the, the company that owns and um, copyrights the body code does not address past lives. What I have found is that if I ask the body code about past lives, the body code answers. So it may be not physically in the body code, but if you ask, you get the answers. What the body code does do is in specific areas, it will allow you to implant a statement. So if you are removing a super negative statement, what we're taught is that sometimes it's good to replace that with its positive. So through conversation and with the utmost care, 
in for integrity in doing so we i work with my client and ask them what feels best for them would they like to implant a, a statement into their subconscious mind that they got to pick right like that they are in control of because so much of the subconscious it's it feels like this huge big thing that's so hard to deal with because we're not in control of it it's out of our awareness Exactly. If I, as a practitioner, was to come across a vow like that, we would remove it just like any other energy that we encounter. But then I would ask, is there a vow that you want? Do you want to like vow your fealty to your higher self? Mm. Like, let's do that. Let's bring it back home. It's gorgeous. And for anyone who is listening and energy medicine in this or any way is new to you, Anytime you take something out, you need to fill that back up because any holes in your energy field, I used to call it the Swiss cheese energy field, any holes will attract entities or energies or family. It will attract things because things don't like to live in a vacuum. So with anything that's being taken away, being able to offer a higher vibration of healing. So whether this is a statement as Loren is sharing, uh, the easiest one that I will always go to is like this honey gold rose colored light. That is this, uh, to me, it's a gift that Kuan Yin has given me, but it's, we fill this back up with truth and love. We don't leave a hole and uh, an invitation for something else to fill it, please. Exactly. A lot of times, especially when, oh, we can get into the heart too, when I finish talking about that. I was thinking heart wall might need to be brought up. So oh, yeah, definitely. But um, a lot of times the body code will suggest that you feel something, you know, when you're healing, send it light. It's a beautiful way to help that healing occur. One thing that I have learned um, about cords from the community that I'm involved in now, Andy's um, a big part of that, um, is that when you cut a cord, it's important to seal and heal or or reintegrate that back into the body because oftentimes if you're letting that energetic cord just flap away out in the ether it will attract again what it had attracted the first time so you know um i have started to use a lot more visuals in my clearing of things like that to make sure that that's um tied up I'm going to talk about cord cutting here for a second because it is something that um, is a very relied upon healing modality, but I often find that people don't do it with the integrity and sincerity that it needs because cutting a cord from a parent will cease this flow of energy that the parent might need. So I think I just would like to say here, um, cord cutting is not casual. Cord cutting is must be done with the utmost respect, understanding, consent, for goodwill, for free will. Um, and so being able to use a modality like body code or really experienced practitioner for any type of cord cutting, please don't be fucking haphazard with this because it does affect relationships and people. And if it's not done right, you're just going to cord to something else and then have to go back and do it again. The idea of cord cutting. Well, that just severs something. It doesn't do anything else. So what I do now is I like almost unplug it from whoever it's going to and doesn't need to with the full consent of my client. Um, and I usually will reroute the other end of that cord to whomever it's going to, right? So I've cleared it from my, from my client. The other end of it, I'm going to put back into maybe a church. 
maybe a sacred well. I will give it back to the sacred so that the person who is taking this energy from you without meaning to can actually get divine nourishment from it instead. So um, to me, it's literally like it's done here. I'm pulling this out and plugging it into church is my most common. So anybody who's clearing churches, if you see a lot of energetic cords, sorry, that was me. That's brilliant. Oh, uh, God. oh my God, Andy, you just took my cord cutting to a whole new level. <laughs> because we all, and I, I read this in my journal the other day, all pain is our own disconnection from our divine. Yes. All pain, all suffering, all of it is just us seeking to remember the truth of what we are. And there's lots of different faces <laughs> that it will take on that journey. Yes. Want to talk heart wall? Yeah, let's talk heart wall and unhealed trauma because they are interlinked in a way that can't be undone. You know, our understandings of emotions have, um, <laughs> I want to say worked backwards because the Chinese have known that our emotions are generated in our organs for a long time. And we're, as a Western society, are just sort of coming online to that, right? Our heart is exactly what, you know, our society says it is, it's all about where we give and receive love. So what Dr. Brad has um, conceptualized and other places too, like heart math is talking about this. Lots of other healing modalities are talking about the energies trapped around the heart. Dr. Brad calls this a heart wall. Essentially, this is a, is a collection of excess energies that the subconscious builds around the heart. These are often our hurts, our wounds, our childhood traumas, our not enoughs, our should do's and, you know, all of those types of things. They are literally an energy that is blocking your creative force, which is love. You know, your intention might be to release this beautiful little butterfly of love towards somebody, but if it has to navigate through this, like, distortion field of low vibration it comes out the other side like bah! and that intention is pure but the reception of it is distorted so as we clear this excess this wall of negative energy around our heart this dense low vibration it gives living open-hearted a whole new meaning because you you really are like your you, the vibration around your heart just elevates and you're able to send out and receive in a completely different way. When I first started doing body code, uh, my twin flame began before I did. His traumas were bigger than mine. And this was something he knew would help. From the moment his heart wall was cleared, relationship completely shifted. He was able to behave toward me in a different way. He um, showed up differently. And then once I saw the effects of, oh, I want that, it, it deepens. And it was not a metaphorical, it was not a subtle, it was drastic, the change whenever two people in a partnership were able to both engage in this work. Insane how it shifted everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a really long time, anytime anything was ever said to me, I took it so personally because it just like poked all my wounds, you know? Oh, that's a and cancer moon started... too, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but as I, was started, as I started to heal those and as I started to remove that dense layer 
around me, all of a sudden I didn't, it didn't hurt so much. It didn't, I didn't take it so personal and I could meet that experience or that um, conversation at a completely different level. And Mm -hmm. that has been a, a beautiful gift, a beautiful gift. And that unhealed wounds, we all carry them. So I think I just want to remind everybody in that regard as well. This is not personal. It's not just you. Oh, I heard you guys. Yes, yes. Spirit wants to come in and talk. It's the failure of a fucking society to have conversations about these things and to have healing and ancestors and lineages that are honored and revered in place. So Mm -hmm. this is the ills of a society that we are having to clear personally, um, which is why all of this should just be a tax write off or free. Um, You know, can we get to a fucking society where healing is a part of what we are doing and it's honor and value is fucking recognized uh we're getting there y'all but this is the failure of a society that we are personally one by one picking up and clearing so thank you for participating in it if you're listening thank you loren for serving this medicine my final question today is one that i used to challenge leslie on because she would say at the end of a session my processing time as uh, my canadian friend would say my processing time And I said, I don't think I'm processing. I think I've already cleared it. I don't need to process it. I need to integrate it. So would you talk to me about the difference between processing and integration? Ooh. (laughs) Or if there is none and it's the same thing that... Well, I don't know. But I'm always triggered by the word of processing because I'm like, I just did that. I'm not going to journal on this. I'm not going to look at it again. I'm not going to dig around in it. It's done. Okay, so... I think actually I do look, I do personally look at it as the same thing, but I really do believe that it, it's not about journaling. It's actually, and my, and my shamanic practitioner was like, you're not allowed to take notes. You don't hail on to any of this. Great. And again, I think this is, um, discover healing's way of keeping it unspiritual in their language as to not trigger a lot of their patrons. Um, I think the way that I have looked at processing, the way that the body code words it, is really, we've just sort of dumped out your subconscious. We've um, swept away the dust bunnies, and now your subconscious is just reordering itself. It's not mm-hmm. something that you need to take an active role in, other than doing the things, doing the self-care that feels good to you, having a salt bath going for a walk, going to bed early, giving your body the the nourishment in the rest and recovery Mm -hmm. that it needs to go through this energetic work, which I think ultimately is integration. Isn't it funny? I was playing with the different over here, uh, where the processing is this idea of the body is reorganizing, be tender, be gentle, don't do too much. The integration is how you move it into life once it has like reorganized itself. Well, and the integration. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at it like that. That's a great way to look at it. Maybe the processing is just the, the care that your body and your psyche needs after going through this work, because while this is simple and elegant, man, oh man, it is powerful. And I have gone through 21 days of, of processing, which was like being in a fucking washing machine. I did not know which way was up or down. Mm -hmm. And I had to simply surrender to the process of it and allow it to move through me. 
And I really didn't know who the hell I was until I was done that 21 days. Wow. So, yeah, I never had any processing time that was that long. I think my longest was maybe a week. Um, and then I would always ask at the end of a session, when does my body want to come back? Because in many ways, I was tapping into and through this modality, tapping into a wisdom that I was completely unaware of. And I trusted it because I knew the efficiency and benefits of it were massive. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually never, um, <laughs> I have not, I keep wanting to say inflicted <laughs> 21 days of processing on anyone else, but, um, that was some really deep, like dark night of the soul stuff that I was going through and facing, it was an initiation, truly. It was facing fear, um, mm -hmm around could I be all of me and still be wife and mother and and you know so that was a that was an that was an initiation for me 21 days god dang yeah oh, that's it was a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a lot Difficult. but you know you you finish that processing and you it's like you get you get to look at the world with new eyes it's like you get you get new glasses you get new lenses to look at the world and mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, I really do believe the processing is just the care that your body needs, that your psyche okay. needs over those that time, because this is intensely powerful stuff. How does body code work with kids? As mamas, like it's important for us to be able to heal our families in a way that we may not uh, always know. Because even if my child has a stomachache, I can't get her to tell me what the fuck the stomachache actually is. So I, I've never actually done it with my daughter, but I'm really curious. The way that the body code teaches, and um, this is getting into ethics, that obviously, if you're at all an ethical person, you cannot muscle test someone without their consent. That's like, like cardinal Basically. rule number one. Um, when it comes to kids, you need parent or legal guardian's permission. So once you have that, then you just tune. You got to practitioners follow your instincts you think that this is like not above board, follow your instincts. But um, I mean, when you get into those later teens, I prefer to have the kids permission. They don't actually have to participate in the session at all. If they're like, yeah, fine, you can do that. Like, it's cool, but I don't want to talk to you. No problem. You tune in and you can do that work on them and for them. Yeah, I used to ask my daughter before I would go in and I'm like, hey, I'm curious about this thing. Do you mind if I ask? So even in that way, as a parent, as a uh, you know recipient of this, ethics and consent is everything. But I feel like body code for families gives such a gift and give such an opportunity for healing and awareness that as a parent, when we struggle and don't know how to help our kids, it makes us feel very disempowered. Uh, body code for family members. Woo! This is a magic wand. Uh, I don't mean to say it that way, but it, it really is though, Andy, like, okay, so we're, we're living in a world where there's a lot of people that are aware, but there's a lot of people that aren't. So when we're working with kids, and I've actually seen this happen. Um, this wasn't intentional, but I would say, I mean, I think you're dancing on the line of ethics, but I also think that it is, um, the body code taught that that was okay. So I'm going to follow their lead on that, um, discover healing, that 
if there's somebody that is non-consensual to work, like say, say you want to, your husband, you can see the blocks. And I think this is really, um, we can get into the divine masculine and what's going on with that. If, if that's okay, or we have time, but your kids are falling into the same patterns that you see in your husband. Okay. And you want to give your kids the opportunity to experience life without that pattern going on. You can you can work on those children um, in that container of that specific pattern, and also put in there what inherited stuff do you share with your dad? Cool. Because as we clear it from that child, we also go up that line and down. So you can work on that. I think that that's the only ethical way that you can work on somebody else without their permission is working through someone like a relative that says, what else do you care? What would you carry in common with that person that we can clear today that both of you and your, and this other person's higher self, agrees to bring forward today. And one other piece that I'll add here, because I had a client yesterday and her son is adopted. And I could see, again, this is ancestral stuff. There is no direct, like, uh, this is a lineage that is beyond. So having an access point to be able to address, heal, and clear those things. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So I have seen, I've worked with a fan, one particular family pretty intensively for a long time for probably six or eight months I mean weekly appointments she's like nope let's do more let's do more I was working this is funny I was working with the mom of five children I was working on all five kids I was working on the mom and I was working on the mom's brother and both of the mom and the uncle reported back that they were talking to their parents and they just seemed so happy and lighter and more ease. Like they just were, they were just lighter. Yep. And, and they both, the, the mom and the uncle both recognized that it was a direct result of the amount of stuff that we had cleared from that family's lineage. So like this stuff works and, and that is a way of, of helping someone if it's in your family and ability to do so. Well, and recognizing that, uh, just giving again, full permission and consent here, how this works through your Akashic field, you are energetically connected to everyone to whom you are related past, present, and future. So this is ethically how it's going to be affected, not by changing them, not by trying to fix anybody else, but through you. It's fucking gorgeous. It is. And also, can we just say about kids and like bad dreams and things like this? This is this has helped my kids nightmares so intensely. And they will now come to me and say, Mom, I'm having bad dreams. Can you check me? Because they recognize that things like entities and stuff like that are are accessing them through their dreams and they will come and ask to be cleared. Or they'll tell me that they're having bad thoughts. And they'll ask to ch- for me to check them. To give them even a tool that they recognize, this is not mine. The ability to recognize right away, this is out of the vibration of who I know myself to be, so that that becomes normalized. Holy goodness, we will be changing an entire generation um, through empowering and acknowledging things that we didn't get to talk about before. 
Thanks. Exactly. And in our house, we never say anything along the lines of that's not real. You didn't feel that you didn't see that. Like in our house, everything goes. And I hope to raise empowered humans that can say, this is my energy. That is not. Like Andy said in the beginning, the body code is such a gentle modality that if you're coming to it, one, with some severe trauma, you do not have to re-experience the trauma to begin to heal it. However, this also plays into our men. Our men are having such an existential crisis of identity of if they are not this toxic male identity, then who are they? And what are they worth if they are not that? And the body code can meet them in a way that is not so triggering as some other forms of therapy that can lift some of that old programming and old um, density around being a man. And it can also help you, help you as a man, reconnect with your feelings that you have stuffed or that you have denied or that you have put aside for the sake of being a man in this world. And there's enough of a protocol and a science around this that I have also watched the masculine. They can understand it. They can conceptualize it in different ways. So it does give them um, exactly a greater trust of it and a willingness to try it uh, because sending them to a shaman or a psychic, you know, well, they don't always, they aren't always ready for that. Um, and having exactly. to look at it and face it. So I love that you addressed, this doesn't re-trigger anything. You don't have to go back into anything. It already lives in your body. It. Your body will show you where it is and it can be lifted and cleared. So your body can heal itself. Exactly. So I just wanted to put that in there. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. Who is this ideal for? Anybody that perceives there to be a problem in their life. And Dr. Brad also kind of worked it that way. He made Absolutely. it broad enough and accessible enough that... Absolutely. Um, that is the whole point of this. Mm-mm. It has an entry point that mm-hmm. your body can give you the answers to anything. Exactly. And this is really... you. I want to really reiterate, the body code is simply the tool. Your subconscious, your higher self is in the driver's seat, always. Hmm. This is not about what the body code knows and can discover for you. This is about what you already know. And this is simply a way of finding it out. It is empowering. This is not about anything having authority or sovereignty outside of you. This is Mm -hmm. you being able to come more into your power by knowing within what it is. Um, And I will even dare to say it does it in a way that is different than shamanism because shamanism does have so much like invisible world stuff on it and between the worlds. Body code is going to give you a more direct experience of your knowing because it isn't uh, (laughs) quite as freaky deaky. (laughs) Yeah, it's muscle testing. There's a gentleness in it. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. is. So, you know, sometimes these conversations just keep going, even once I think we're supposed to be done. Uh, Such is the case with the rest of this podcast. So I was asking some questions, but we'll kind of glitch in here in a way that is not super smooth and making my headphone and ears happy, but it was such a delicious part of the conversation. I didn't want you to miss out. It was treating people, treating people with um, chronic pain, 
Like he was, he, people were coming to him that the medical system or all the other, you know, options had run out. He was their last hope and he was helping people in extreme amounts of physical and, and, um, medical duress. And he was making progress with this modality, with the energies, with the emotional energies. And it really comes to like root cause, um, ideology like all disease and if you get down to the root cause of all disease you have pathogens and toxicity you have parasites and things of that nature and you have emotional energies and if you clean up those three areas you will change how your body functions you want to talk to me for a minute about how one might use body code to cure COVID? Can we can we talk about what COVID incites, the feelings that you feel when when you are faced with COVID? And if that is fear, like you could almost look like look at COVID almost like an entity. Because all the time when I encounter an entity, I will ask what are the underlying energies that are leaving you vulnerable to this entity having access, right? So we go in and we clear out the fear and the guilt and the shame and the that instance when you were five years old and you were made to feel small or not enough or not powerful or you were a girl that was always told to be good, be a good girl, and you've been stuffing yourself for your entire life since then. And then once we've like cleared out those things, those, those lower vibrations that are causing you to be vulnerable, all of a sudden that, that thing no longer has purchase. It can't get a grip on you anymore. That's how I would do it. I would ask underlying, what is, what is underlying? What is, where did society program you to be afraid of this? And how can we shift that? And again, by shifting you, by clearing yourself, it clears the fucking collective. Exactly. Um, I'm also going to ask you if someone has COVID and engages in body code while they have it, would it be beneficial? The body code always taught that if you encounter, if you're treating someone with any sort of um, acute condition, be that, you know, maybe someone with cancer comes to you and says, what can I work on? Always, always, always ask the body and the subconscious or the higher self, in other words, is this beneficial? Is this um, okay? Please give me the things that are okay. And allowing the body to be really the leader in that. And, and if somebody is really sick, you simply ask, what can you release today? You don't put any um, parameters around that. So you allow the body to let go of what it is able to. And this also gives the body the opportunity to heal itself because exactly. everything wants to be in a state of harmony and balance and love. So by clearing out the blocks, your body can heal itself because it fucking knows what to do. You don't know what to do with your liver. You can't tell your liver what to do. Your liver knows what to do. Um, exactly. And that's in natural healing. What I've always gone back to is we just need to clear whatever is impeding the divinity that already is. This is precisely it. When we're removing these these lower frequencies out of the body, we move that tissue, that organ, that gland, that vertebrae, that bone into a higher state of vibration, which is healthier. 
So as those vibrations move into a higher state, the body does what it does, which is heal its freaking self. So yes, the answer to that question, Andy, is yes, it would be beneficial. If you feel the resonance with it, if you feel like it's something that might help, of course it will help. And uh, I don't know that we recorded this part, but Lorraine and I were sharing. A lot of people went to Dr. Brad, who created this modality, as a last hope. So if you are feeling that you have tried everything and don't know what else to do, there's no practitioner who really wants a whole bunch of clients like that. Let's be real. (laughs) But there's also the efficacy and a long history of people will turn to this modality when they've tried everything else and don't know what else to try. And it works. Yes. Yes. You want to talk about body cut for weight loss? Well, (laughs) that is the, that is the um, area that I have not cracked yet. So I don't know if I'm a good person to talk to, but I have worked with other people who have let go of excess weight with the body code, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's never about the weight now, is it? It's never about the weight. It's never about the weight. I mean, l- like it brings into, you know, self-worth, self, like valuing the self. What if, what if you need to gain five pounds for your body to be safe? Weight is such, and especially in women, it's such a complex issue. Mm. But of course the body code can support you in that journey. It's almost never about the physical weight. Well, it's not about the physical, but what I heard as you were talking is even the post-hypnotic suggestions that come to us of what our body should be, being able to clear that out. Exactly. Who says that your body is not supposed to be voluptuous and curvy and soft and feminine? Like, who says this, you know, size two is the way we want to go? Like, give me a break, man. Um, can you make a note of that for our next session, please? We'll just clear out any post-hypnotic <laughs> thoughts, ideas, broadcasts that might be going on that uh, can let my body come back into perfect balance and harmony. Yes, I will do that. Let's talk about resonance. If you feel like this is interesting, if you feel like all of the stuff we talked about today is interesting to you and you want to know more the body code is for you (laughs) follow the feeling that is something i really work hard in my sessions is making sure that when we're working with something quote unquote a problem in your life that whatever statement i'm using to muscle test with has resonance with you that you feel that that is an accurate statement because the closer we can get to that resonance that feeling the better we are on target if it feels right do it. (laughs) That's it. And you can do this long distance. It doesn't have to be with anyone. So when finding a practitioner, resonance is everything. Don't get into the logic. Don't get into the distance. Please don't look at the fucking money first because that's absurd too. You find the person who your soul lights up at because that's where you're going to receive the most benefit. Exactly. I'm just going to say discover healing that created the body code and that um, facilitates the body code has a practitioner list. So if the idea sounds good, but you don't have resonance with me, that's cool. Find somebody that does because this is worth it. Lauren, when people are ready to work with you, how do they get to find you? They can come to my website, which is wholespiritwellness.net. You can also find me on Instagram at wholespiritwellness.net. Thank you. And let your knowing guide you 
Um, and as Lauren said, if she's not the one, cool, I'll make sure you have access to Leslie as well in case Leslie Herbal is, or Discover Healing where you can find everything else. So my love, I'm in ridiculous gratitude and uh, my own process of discovery in this today. I'm also sitting here of like, well, yeah, the shaman thing is cool and all, but fuck, I would love to have a map. Do you know how much easier having a map and muscle testing this would be? Wow. Um, hmm. I'll teach you to muscle test, Daddy. It's no big deal. Everybody's tried. I'm just, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about this. I feel it is just. It's life changing. It's world changing. It's, it's world a new changing. paradigm healing. It is. I wasn't kidding, right? A lot to digest in there. And so many pieces that um, even me editing it and going through this. Fuck y'all. I've got a lot of notes new insights because all healing truly is about our ability to let the body do what the body does i've often joked that i don't know what goes on with my liver i mean i can read about it but i'm not in charge this body is such a divine blueprint made to work in perfection and all healing is just clearing out the blocks so the body can do this but to have a map holy shit like it changes the whole game and you heard me talk sassy within about, you know, wouldn't this be helpful for shaman? I don't know. I kind of like playing in the shamanic spaces. I love playing with spirit in the ways that I do. So I didn't really mean it, but you know how we sometimes say, wouldn't it be nice if I was given a manual when I got this body? Mm, yeah. Maybe you can see the body covers it. Ah, oh, my love. So thank you for being here with us because uh, I think about you all the time. I hope you know that celebration that we get to share in. I do always offer a discount on personal ceremonies. In case you want to get some of this healing, you can either go through Loren, you can go through me, you can find your own damn practitioner. But type in the code Cosmic Mama Podcast when you're checking out in your private ceremony, and I'll make sure to get you that 22 sweet, sweet dollar discount. And I said I would also talk a little bit more about inner space because... The way this is coming in, the timing that this is coming in, oh my God. Inner space is really invoking the divine child. It's about remembering your light. It's about delighting in your healing in ways that don't feel like work because I'm so fucking over the work. So inner space is ready for you now. You can do it self-paced, take the time you want, kind of process on your own, digest. You'll have video modules, you'll have availability to worksheets and all of the extra resources as they're going on. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you wanna do it live, you wanna hang out because healing in community is truly the way. How do we heal the collective? By healing ourselves. And when we gather together as a group, well, everything just gets cooler. So we're going to be doing five live sessions during November and December. These are not sequential dates because I want to make sure that we have space for your holiday celebrations in between there. We're going to be preparing you through this portal, not only of solstice, but also through the end of the year. This is the way to stay focused on your spirit to remember the light that you are, to bring back the radiance of your divinity as it lives in the innocence and purity of your inner child. Ugh. I've been playing for weeks getting this ready for you, so I can't wait to share it. 
course, if you're ever a Patreon, you get a little different discount, but I'll make sure you have links for everything here because mama, this is so fucking good. Okay, done talking about what we're doing here and I'm instead gonna shush and leave you to ruminate in the deliciousness of you and body code, the possibilities of healing and of remembering gentler ways. And please, as you're going through this portal of Samhain, however you may celebrate, light some candles, call the spirits to you so that you can remember the continuum of healing that you actually are. Love you, baby.